The views and opinions that are expressed as part of this podcast in no way represent those that are held by American Football Ireland or the Irish NFL show. As always, guys, this podcast is just a bit of crack, so please, no giving out. Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of The Domestic Game. It is just me, Kelly, today. Rob, unfortunately, is unavailable for recording. So that does change the scope of what will be discussed in this week's episode, unfortunately, because I'm sure you are all looking forward to hearing the analysis of the final day of the Dunhee Group Cup, which has been a fantastic series of games organised by the Jets, the Giants, the Razorbacks and the Vipers and has uh, really shown up some superstars, some fantastic, uh, games and uh, ultimately one very happy Vipers team who won their last Sunday. Rob and Joe were covering the game on the on behalf of the domestic game so um, by accounts all things were fabulous and the the atmosphere on the game was electric and then it was just all around a fantastic uh, event so fair play to the teams involved and we will do you justice I promise it just won't be in this week's episode so hopefully next week um, the other teams of course that we have to do justice to are the likes of the Cowboys who saw the fruition of their hard work over this non-competitive season They won last week's friendly fixture over the Trojans by a nice little scoreline as well. That finished 41-18, so uh, fair play to the Cowboys on that. That is a very, very nice way to finish that non-competitive season um, for ye, and uh, ye have yourselves kind of very nicely set up going into the the next season. So, I mean, unless there's other games that ye have on your roster scheduled, I would chalk that non-competitive season down to a success for ye. So congratulations on that. Um, looking ahead we do have the return of Minotaurs football and the return of Bulldogs football with the two of those teams going head to head this Sunday and again would love to be doing a whole load of uh, pre-game analysis and and all the rest I know that both teams are are raring to get going and the Bulldogs of course uh, a bit disappointed that they didn't get going earlier in the season in their planned um, scrimmage against the the Panthers but um, unfortunately that's just the way the cookie crumbles in COVID times but um, that will of course be a very exciting fixture that I'm not going to go into too much detail in the pregame sorry for you <laughs> but um, what I am going to cover is something that is uh, part of the original vision of the the podcast which was um, we wanted to give also a platform where you know AFI members who are predominantly the listeners of this podcast could get to know the people behind the um behind the games and you know behind the association the volunteers that are given their time to kind of develop the uh, American Football Ireland uh, um, NGB and so you know I am delighted 
absolutely delighted with my guest um, this week. It is the Director of Development, Gavin Nelson. I caught up with him and we did a little a little interview and uh, the the knowledge, the experience and, and the insight that this man has in sports development is second to none. He has uh, over 15 years of experience in volunteer and professional um, sports development experience and so it is truly an honour for us to have someone of this calibre working in uh, American Football Ireland to to develop our the sport that, that we love and actually the sport that he loves too. Um, for most people that will hear this podcast, this may be the first time that you are getting to know Gavin, who is um, recently appointed in American Football Ireland, but also the the director role and the um, director department, or sorry, the development department is a new in American Football Ireland um, full stop. So um, I caught up with him this week just to find out, you know, who he is to introduce ye to him so that you feel that you know the people that are involved and so maybe when when he does get around to visiting your club that you feel very 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 welcome he's a very approachable guy to just go straight up to him and be like hey Gavin you know this is this is how we want to develop as a club we start up a conversation he, you know he's a Cowboys fan we won't hold it against him chat about the Cowboys and, and so on and so it is an absolute delight to um, be able to share the following interview with you. Today I am delighted to introduce an interviewee, delighted that he has agreed to be interviewed in the domestic game. It is our new director of development, Mr. Gavin Nelson. And the directorship itself is new, the uh, development position and the development department is new. And Gavin is certainly an asset to us in this in American Football Ireland. And we are delighted to have him have him as part of our sport because Gavin has um, a plethora of experience in sports development, in my opinion, an absolute expert in this area. And so I, for one, am very excited about what Gavin is going to do, him and um, his team uh, in the area of development for AFI in this kind of exciting new direction that we're going in. So Gavin, firstly, I'll say um, a big welcome to the domestic game and uh, thank you so much for joining me for this interview today. No, cheers, Kelly. Thanks very much for the warm welcome and uh, thanks very much for having me on the show. I'm just really excited to get into the role over the last couple of months and uh, brilliant to sort of come on here and uh, meet your fan, your fan base, I suppose. Oh, a fan base. That's a, a bit strong. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure that they will be delighted to meet you as well. And I mean, that's one of the, the visions for the, the podcast itself was not just to cover the, the players and the coaches and um, the games that are happening across American Football Ireland, but also to provide the platform for the volunteers and the administrators behind the scenes that are working tireless, tirelessly to to develop um, the association. And so it is an absolute honor to be able to introduce you to uh, any of the AFI members that are, are listening. Um, as I know you are a new face and a new um, voice for them and that uh, hopefully by the end of this interview, maybe not so new and a bit more um, familiar. So uh, I'll start with my first question. And I think it's a, it's an obvious question to start with whenever we bring someone that you know is outside the, the AFI community into a role within AFI and just why American football, how long have you followed it and uh, what attracts you to, to this sport? I suppose for me as a fan, I probably got involved like everyone else my age, uh, which I won't say on uh, on microphone, <laughs> uh, in the early 2000s, just from watching Sky Sports and sort of getting into the game for that. And then I suppose sort of later in life being able to actually to go over to games. So I was lucky enough where I've been to about three Wembley games and then I've done a few of the games in the States. So I've been over and saw the sort of the 49ers and 
been over to New Orleans as well, which I know is just such a fantastic city, that experience and sort of just being in there, it was just such a cool vibe city. And I've just always sort of loved the sport just from even in my free time, I watched the documentaries on Game Pass and things like that. And I suppose for me getting involved as a volunteer, I've been involved as a volunteer for since I was 16 years old. Volunteers are massively important to every sport. And I'm just finishing off a master's in business administration and the timing just felt right where this this role came around. I was lucky enough to interview for it and lucky enough to get it. And it's something I'm excited to get into. And as I say, American football is a sport that I really love. And in my role as director of development, I want to try and help grow the game. I want to try and help grow mm-hmm. AFI and I want to try and help grow the clubs and I want to try and help support those volunteers out there and ultimately the players on the pitch as well and the officials. Brilliant, brilliant. That is all music to, to my ears. It'll be music to everyone's ears, I'm sure. And um, it's funny I, to me I that probably you... Should have mentioned I'm a, I probably should have mentioned I'm a Cowboys fan before you go there too much and uh, give me some credit. <laughs> oh, we have quite a few Cowboys fan, fans across the league. And um, for anyone who's not a Cowboys fan, I wouldn't class myself as one now. We'll, we'll try not to hold it against you, you know. <laughs> going forward but um yeah you mentioned that um you felt very lucky to be a part of American Football Ireland but actually I feel like we are quite lucky to have you in American in American Football Ireland and we touched kind of on your volunteer experience there and um I even mentioned some of your professional sports development experience now I know you didn't want to mention any particular roles um professionally and I think that that's um completely fair enough but even if you wanted to give a type of a a vague outline um, how many years you've been um, been involved in sports development, both professionally and in a volunteer role and kind of what um, tasks you might have done, what your daily life might have looked like and what skills and, and such the, and expertise that you've developed that you can bring into the American Football Ireland Development Department. I suppose just following on from when I mentioned that I started volunteering when I was about 16 as an as a assistant coach and then a coach. I just really wanted to work in sport and I've been lucky enough that since the age of 18, I've worked, uh, well, I went over and did my degree in sports development and coaching in England. And I've been lucky enough that I've worked in sports development full time since the age of 22. I've worked in America. So I was based in Michigan for a while, working over there. And then I've worked in England for over 10 years. And then I'm back in Northern Ireland now working in sports development. And I suppose part of my role and experience in sports development is linking into sports clubs and clubs with their club development plans, looking at running different workshops around funding, uh, social media marketing, and then also helping to develop those volunteers and putting on courses, whether that's face-to-face as they were previously before the pandemic. And then now we're obviously getting used to things over online, that blended learning approach, whether it's via webinars or even e-learning that's sort of getting bigger and even things such as this, Kelly, the podcast, that informal learning that clubs and volunteers get from listening to each other and sort of just picking up that good practice and sharing that good practice. And it's something I want to do in my role where we're promoting those clubs and we're promoting those volunteers that are actually out there doing really great initiatives and supporting our club and supporting the community and supporting the players at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that that all sounds so amazing. And, and that's why I am so excited for you to be to be in this role, to have someone who has this vision and someone who has the experience and um, to really capitalize on some of the stuff that we're doing in American Football Ireland. That's really positive things. And I think you'll be a, a fantastic asset. I'm sure anybody listening is also going to be very excited um, for for me, like development seems like a very um it's a new concept. Like uh, when we say development, it's always hard to know 
what exactly we're, we're talking about it, whether it's development in terms of uh, youth in, in flag or women, or even let's say things that are relatable, let's say to the senior kiddish, where it may be like development in coaching, development in, in the club and funding and, and such. And um, maybe even it might be too early to use an AFI example, but for someone who was trying to understand or to try and get a grasp of what sports development looks like, what club development, like club and community development looks like, how could you best describe the concept of, of sports development? I suppose every club is different and every volunteer base is different and you're looking at it. Some clubs might want to sustain at the level they're at. Some clubs might want to grow from the early conversations that I've had from clubs uh, involved in American football, Ireland, is there seems to be great growth opportunities or development opportunities around female football as well as youth football. So around the development side of things is making sure that there's proper processes in place around things such as safeguarding, but then also clubs are having a club development plan with clear objectives and realistic objectives about where they want to go to and letting them see those sort of short-term wins, the medium-term goals and the long-term goals and just having that clear pathway of how they're going to get there. Um, yeah, we're not always it sounds going to like there's... We want to do. Sorry, I was going to say, it sounds like there's quite a lot of uh, strategy planning, uh, uh, KPIs, that type of thing involved in it, um, which is, is great because um, without those key pillars, it, it seems like development can be a very, um, can be more so just a concept rather than something that is very clear to pin down, very easily achievable. And the way how you're discussing club development plans, you know, the goals, the medium term, um, the long term, it's just, it's just brilliant. It's, it's so exciting. I suppose same as anything in life, you want to have goals, don't you? And you want to know how you're sort of going to get there around the, the roadmap to get there. And I suppose it probably starts with just identifying the key stakeholders that you need to consult with and do things such as your SWOT analysis to understand your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats at your club and even the sort of the macro environment out there. So things that you just want to, you can't predict everything, but what might happen in the external environment to sort of support you as a club. And I suppose with the development side of things is you just want to make sure at the end of the day, everybody in AFI that I've met so far is doing it voluntarily and you want to try and ease that administrative burden off the clubs and give them that much support because at the end of the day, they all want to produce high level players and they want to provide playing opportunities that are also providing social benefits for members of their clubs. So those people want to turn up their friends and there seems to be a really good family feel from the clubs that I've spoken to so far and the individuals from the clubs. Yeah, there definitely is. It's definitely this, um, you know, uh, definitely a strong sense of community, a strong sense of, of family across all the teams and all the clubs, you know, and even a lot of the players would, you know, be like, oh, yo, bro, you know, well, brother, like that, that type of thing, which is again, like some very like family based terms that, that we hear them, them call each other, which is lovely. It's really nice to, to hear it. Um, so you've started in your role, I think, is this maybe it's either your second or your third month. So it's a very recent um, appointment. And I was just wondering what type of work you've done so far in, in your role as director of, of development for American Football Ireland. For me, it's important not to be seen as the idiot that's coming in from the outside and uh, assuming that he knows everything. So <laughs> the first thing I wanted to do was to go out there and find out, a, find out a little bit more from people like yourself, Kelly, who are involved in the FI. So I've been out there having conversations with people 
And for me, the more data that we have, the more information we have, then we can make better decisions going forward. So one of the things that we put out is we put out a survey that's coming out to members via email, and it's also on the FI channels now so this is my sales pitch if you're listening please go and fill in that survey we released it a day or two ago and we've had over 100 responses so far so it's a 27 question survey and it's completely anonymous we just want to get the views of our members our volunteers our coaches our players to find out what we can do to shape our way forward as an organization at afi and sort of put our roadmap into place where we can help without sounding like jerry Maguire, help us help you yeah. <laughs> love it I love that so yeah guys fill out that survey it's been sent to your email that you use to register um, with American Football Ireland so that um, we can help us help or you can help us help you um, so then uh, keeping with that theme of um, helping us to help you um, how will the responses of this survey be used like what type of um insights are you hoping to gain and what will you use with that with those insights and those findings and that data going forward in american football ireland without trying to put your listeners off the sleep i suppose once we have a comment in we'll sit down and we'll analyze it we'll identify trends and we'll see the sort of the different segments that are coming out what the officials want what the players want what the coaches want what the volunteers want and then at the end of that we can use that data to put it together and actually put together support packages out there and identify the areas that clubs and volunteers might want it in from quickly glancing at some of the feedback that we've had from the surveys things that are coming out are sort of such as support around mental health uh, i know up here in northern ireland i was involved in a project where we created a mental health e-learning course that's available for any volunteers over the age of 18 at any sport so if you google uh well-being and support and i e-learning course you'll be able to find that online and it's a free course to go and do and takes about an hour so things such as mental health are coming up so far we're seeing the clubs want uh, support around marketing and promoting themselves how to attract new players and i suppose hopefully coming out of the pandemic trying to bring new players into the game and new volunteers into the game in the north and in the south as well and we're hearing some great stories from some of the clubs i've spoken to where they're actually finding that they're getting a large amount of new players coming to the club and it's probably because of that family feel. Um, the other people, Kelly, you'll know as well as I do how well the clubs are doing and how they've supported members through the pandemic, whether it's doing Zoom quizzes, which we're all probably completely sick of. I'm absolutely, uh, if you put another Zoom quiz in front of me, I'll run away. I'm hoping you won't <laughs> do it tonight. But just, it's something that I think the clubs have been bringing at supporting their members, whether it's things such as PlayStation tournaments, Xbox tournaments, uh, Microsoft, if you're listening, I would like a free uh, Xbox. Is your viewership this much, Kelly? Yet we're going to get something free for that. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll keep trying anyway. Hopefully, we we'll keep expanding. I think that's what you're here for, Gavin. You're to develop develop this podcast now and develop things to the stage where we're getting offered free things. Cool. I'll just keep mentioning companies that I like, and we'll see what I can get for free uh, next time. I'll come <laughs> on, but I suppose with all that information and that all that information and data that we mentioned, we'll go through it all, and then we'll. We'll share it. So we'll share those results so everybody that's answered it can see the trends that have been identified by our members because you are the most important people at the end of the day. So we'll put it out there for you to see and then we'll look in the background to see what support packages we can look to roll out, whether it's workshops around club development or if it's workshops around social media and marketing. We'll do our best to sort of come through those. And as I said, I'm really open to getting feedback, especially coming from the outside. If you want to email me at Gavin underscore NE at American footballireland.ie or I'm on Twitter Gavin Nelson 85 just drop me a message I'm more than happy to answer anything 
Yeah. Brilliant, Gavin. That that sounds great. And uh, you're really in for me anyway, listen to this. I have a big like big faith in in yourself and the and the team and and what you can achieve and that kind of then brings me to my next question where you know um like what uh can you give us an example of a past personal success that you've had in the area of uh sports development either either uh professionally or in a volunteer role for me it's just having that that joy of working with a club in the early days where you're sitting down and you're putting down that club development plan. And I know everybody wants to see everything happen instantly, but it's those sort of those gradual, those marginal gains where over time, sometimes we're guilty of it as humans where we don't sit back and sort of reflect where we came from. And with the clubs, it's sitting down and turn and go, well, actually you've grown your participation. Your coaches are upskilled. You've had a better social media presence out there, which has allowed you to then bring in new members. Uh, some of the clubs I've worked with, uh, some of the really brave things that I've seen clubs do is going out and actually asking for feedback like what we're trying to do, where those clubs are going out and actually ask their members. And to me, it's a brave thing to go out there and to sort of put yourself out there and ask for feedback on what you offer and how you can grow. And it's something that I, I really think benefits the clubs. And from some, some of those clubs that I've worked with, you can actually see them where they're all at different levels. Some of them at success might be creating a new team. Some might be actually working towards getting their own facility. And it just depends where you are as a club and sort of that infrastructure around you. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 That's it. And it's brilliant. Even the way how you're approaching that in that it doesn't matter what level you're at, you could be a club looking to gain a facility or you could be a club just looking to, you know, develop your coaches or or whatever it is. Like all of those are are big goals depending on where you're at, and they're all important um, across all levels of development. And I think that that um, approach and that attitude is is brilliant. Um, what is a a common barrier to uh, development within clubs that that you might commonly have come across or seen across a few sports in in different clubs? We've probably seen it in all sports where there's probably a lot of people, maybe one or two people in each club that have a lot of, they wear a lot of hats. They might be in charge of safeguarding. They might be in charge of coaching a team. They might be in charge of doing some of the administration, the governance side of things. And for clubs, if they lose that person or those two people, then you're really at risk of sort of maybe just losing a lot of knowledge and, for clubs, it's just making sure you have that succession plan and even going out to your member base and finding out. Uh, Kelly might have a skill set in marketing. So let's see if Kelly might be interested in coming in to do a little bit with us around marketing and media. Or we might have John over there in sales. So John, who's actually doing that in the day job, see if he might be interested in donating an hour of his week or two hours every month to going out there and maybe trying to find sponsors for us. So yeah. for clubs, it's just empowering is probably the thing you can't do everything for the club, but you want to try and empower them and support them so they can go on and they can actually develop the way they want to at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that probably every person that's been involved in a club ever can identify with that um, position where a club might be in, where one person is really taking on an awful lot of the work or just a small number of people taking on a lot of the work. And it is so funny because we often don't think of that as a barrier to development, but it's exactly like you said, if somebody, if that person leaves or something where the club can be completely over, overly reliant on that person and it can leave them in a, in a bad way. So it's a very good point and definitely something that can be planned for, uh, with with a bit of awareness of of that as a, as a barrier and and um 
in, in terms of just the people that are are listening now, you know, the people that are involved in uh, volunteer sports, um, what would be just a very quick piece of uh, insight or piece of helpful information? Because I'm aware that, you know, I have an expert here on the phone in this area and uh, that I want to get the most out of it and the most out of it for the people that are listening. Like what is just a very quick kind of simple piece of advice that you could give for any volunteer that's involved in a club um, at the moment that they that they could implement fairly easily after listening to to this lovely interview. Kelly, you, you really put you really put me on the spot here. What do you want the lottery numbers next after this one? <laughs> uh, for volunteer for volunteers, first thing is to recognize that you really are the lifeblood of your club and you really are sort of benefiting your community and the club around you and your time's definitely appreciated. I know that as someone's volunteered myself, I, I know at times you can feel like maybe you're not recognized for that, but for volunteers, you really are out there and you're making a difference. And I mentioned it earlier in one of the questions, it's until you take a step back and you realize actually that impact you've made on that player's, it could be the player's life, it could be the parent of a youth player that you've supported, it could be an official that you've supported that you're actually really making a difference. And as a volunteer, tip for a volunteer, it's just going out there. If you believe you've got a skill set that you can offer the club, speak to somebody at the club. And if you're the club going out there, if you feel like you might have any potential roles, go out there to your member base and share it with them and see who might actually be able to want to give up their time. Just let them know what the roles and responsibilities would be from that job description of that volunteer role that you're putting out there. Let the volunteers know potentially how much time they need to give up and let them know what support you're going to give to them at the end of the day. So that way it'll help you sort of recruit more volunteers. It'll help you retain them and that rewarding them as well. So clubs I've seen reward volunteers in different ways, whether it's an end of season drink, whether it's a meal or even kit to make them feel like a part of the club. That's really important to volunteers at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I love, I love that idea. I think that's it. I think without putting uh, without trying to come up with something a bit more succinct, that's my ramble. No, I, I love it. And I love that. Yeah, no, uh, like ask your members who has these skills kind of developed already that we can bring them in and they might do, give an hour or two hours. And then equally that making sure that, that that is acknowledged and that the volunteer that's given up their time knows that it's appreciated with that little bit of a little bit of kit or a little bit of um, merch maybe or or whatever. The drink, as you said, just even a little drink, um, it uh, goes a long, long way. So um, that is brilliant I saw advice. A great, sorry just to jump in there, Kelly. I saw a great example of a club a couple of years ago and they went out and just emailed their membership base. Does anybody know anything about graphic design? We want to do a little bit. And on the back of that, it wasn't even a player. It was a player's brother came forward and he was at university and he was doing like a final year project at university, which involved a bit of a project. So the club then said, would you be able to look at rebranding, creating a new badge for us, creating assets for social media and marketing that we can use on our Facebook or we can use on our, even on our website. And at the end of the day, the young lad, he was able to help out his club's family but then he was also able to create something that helped him out with university that then translated into the real life and obviously the club are benefiting from that because then they've got more professional looking marketing assets that they can go away and use and if it wasn't for that club sending out that one email or that one text message then they might not have got that or they might have had to go out and pay for it so they've been able to actually just find that expertise within their club yeah, yeah, both the club and, and the individual developed in that case. So I love that. And it's a real kind of a ask and you shall receive type thing, isn't it? And I suppose it's just not being afraid to ask those questions and to ask your members, you know, um, 
what what um, skill sets we have in in any any club or volunteer organization. Yeah, it's um it's brilliant, brilliant advice and a lovely little case study there as well. So thank you very much for for sharing that. Um, Gavin, I think uh, unless you have anything that you'd like to to add here, um, I think that that might be the, the end of this uh, little chat that we're having. Just thanks very much for having me on, Kelly. Hopefully uh, you haven't grilled me too badly. I was expecting a lot worse, so I'll take it. Uh, but <laughs> I'm more than happy to come on again once uh, once once we get the results and once we get them all analysed, I'm more happy to come on again and talk about the key trends that we've maybe found from our members and what they want to see and come over here and just sort of promote it a little bit more. And before I go, just uh, the sales pitch again. If you're listening, uh, if you're one of Kelly's fucking uh, listeners, please go and complete the survey for us and the more information we can have just be honest and let us know what we can do to help you moving forward and just thanks for listening to my rambles oh i know your rambles are are very very interesting it's a delight to listen to them so that yeah that's brilliant we would absolutely love to have you back on again when you have the the insights and the findings from that survey absolutely would love that would love to hear you go through it and what the learnings are and especially because this is you know primary data that affects our current afi members it affects the people that are directly listening into this podcast so that would be absolutely brilliant we will we will take you up on that a hundred percent so um Gavin, thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, it was a lovely interview. I really enjoyed it. And thank you so much just for taking the time. It's very much appreciated. Thanks for having me. And uh, nice to meet all of your listeners as well. Hopefully we'll come into contact soon one day. And there you have it, guys. That is the interview that I did with Gavin Nelson this week. And um, special thanks to him for joining me on the podcast. That pretty much brings me to the end of uh, this week's podcast episode. A biggest take home from today, guys, is get that AFI survey done, get it returned, um, check your emails, it will be there, and uh, please give us as much information as you possibly can to uh, in order for us to develop your sport, your club, your community in the way that you can best benefit from it. So that's all from me on the domestic game. Thanks very much, and uh, catch you again